What's your favorite scary movie? podcast where two 20-something LGBTs talk the horror movie of the week, real-life crime or events, and if it's worthy of being an honorary gay film. And yes, the titles are puns. I'm Mel. I'm Kate. Hello, everyone. Uh, hello. Hello. Hope everyone's doing well and being safe. Uh, this, <clears throat> this is an episode that I didn't think we'd get to be <laughs> able to do because it just, like, is not available, or so we thought, until Elle found out yeah. that it's on a legal website called archive.org. Um, and that's, yeah. and that's 1992's Ghost Watch! And imagine air horns are going off right now <laughs> because I fucking love Ghost Watch <laughs> so much. And this time, what yes. happens, every time I watch Ghost Watch, I look at the Ghost Watch shirts that the whole, uh, production crew has in the movie and I'm like god damn it I want a ghost watch shirt and I finally caved same I finally caved this time while watching it because they're on Redbubble and I got a I got a sweatshirt a ghost watch <gasps> sweatshirt that yes right in time for summer um <laughs> so yes that's one thing that happened uh I had first watched this it used to be on Shutter. I lamented the day they took it off um mm-hmm. and oh you'd seen it before right Did, were you with the yeah group that watched we it? watched yeah, it together yeah, yeah. Yeah, on Shutter. Cool, cool, cool. I just review. Ghosts are real. <laughs> yeah, I'm just. I'm glad you found it. Um, yes. We'll get into the backstory of everything about it in the second portion of this because that's what we're covering for the real events. Because there's mm-hmm. a lot. There's a yeah. lot going on behind, before and during and after. Oh, yeah. behind-the-scenes aspect of this movie. Um, but for now, we'll tell you that it was a made-for-TV movie, aired on BBC on Halloween night. Mm-hmm. Hasn't aired since. Um, and if it follows this crew that's going like um, to investigate a supposedly haunted house on Halloween night. And it's like cutting back and forth from footage of the house. Yeah. With, it's this mom and her two daughters and shit's been going down and everything. Um, when I first watched this, um, before knowing that the idea of it was actually, like, based on a documentary about the family in Conjuring 2, the whole time I was just like, this is the Conjuring 2 vibes of this all. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you really, like... The influence that this movie had, you can tell by just by watching it, and you're like, this influenced so much shit. Not just Conjuring, but like, because you you know me, I famously hate fountain footage movies for the most part. But I and I guess you wouldn't technically count this as one because it's like a professional film crew, or it is in the the setting of the movie. Yeah. Um, but I fucking love this. I this more than anything, like it's so well crafted and like. It's such a it's such a slow burn because, but once shit starts happening, holy shit, it goes. That's, that's my professional terminology. Once shit starts happening, the shit happens. Uh, <laughs> and like I don't know, there's just things that it does. I'm thinking about specifically like, because I've seen other movies, especially found footage movies do tropes like this where, like, in the camera's POV, you might have seen something 
Mm-hmm. But you're like, wait, what was, did I see something? Or, like, and it just gets more and more obvious as yeah. it goes on. And um, I guess we're going to... Sp- we never do spoiler warnings or not, but I want to talk about one shot in the ending, so don't listen if you don't want to be spoiled. But the it's when they're opening the glory hole, which I will also get into. Um, and I think the camera sees something that a character doesn't, that's, and you don't even know what it is, but it's something it freaked the shit out of me, even though I've seen this. Yeah. And, like, I always kind of forget... Part- for some reason, I always forget, like, exactly what happens during the last, like, 20 minutes or so of this. And I'm just like, I don't get scared of these days, especially with ghost shit. You know this about me. Yeah. And for some reason, I was so tense during this. Even during this watch. Like, I don't... During this ghost watch. Uh. <laughs> I feel like I've been talking for a while. You no, can... <laughs> no, yeah. I remember uh, the first time I watched this, we were watching it on Rabbit. Miss you. Uh, and, which is yeah, on Shudder. Yeah, <laughs> and I was just having a grand time watching it, because I was like, this is so fun. Aww. Like, because it's also, like, because it takes place in England, it's in one of the houses, and, mm. like, their houses are pretty, like, narrow and small, so you're kind of in this confined space yeah. instead of, like, a sprawling house, like, in the Midwest or something. So I think that even yeah. works better in its favor as well, like, you only have so much room that you can go to and you have to work within that in order to create such like a really good story. And like, I think the effects in it are just great. I I love just how subtle it all is with like, in terms of the ghost, um, like there's always, you know, the stuff knocking around and, uh, Things mm-hmm. appearing, but in terms of just like you know, you never really quite see the ghost, and I quite I like that. I really like that you don't see it fully ever. Uh, oh, it's, it's just such a good film. I I enjoy it. I want it on Blu-ray so badly because it's only on DVD, oh and I, I don't even know if you can get it in America. I don't know, um, but it just... doesn't exist on DVD in America. Uh, you have to get like a region free. I was like so close to doing this just to own Ghostwatch, but you need to. <laughs> You get like a UK or whatever copy, and you have to get a region-free DVD player. Yeah, which my brother has. So if I ever want to watch Ghost Watch, I guess I can borrow it. <laughs> um, so what you bringing up the like confined space? I didn't even think about that, but it makes sense too, because then you kind of have the, like because so many fucking crew members are in there. Yeah, too, like you don't like. There's so much happening, and can you imagine like just trying to prove that you're place is haunted your daughter's haunted and this entire production crew is in your house (laughs) um also i uh it's fascinating to me that like all the main cast members of this aren't technically actors they were like except for i know one of the guys the guy that's like that's outside and being the comedic relief he was on like red dwarf (laughs) but like everyone else was like actual news people <laughs> and maybe it's just because they're basically playing themselves but like everyone's really good at yeah. this um i love how stoic michael parkinson is the whole time and like i he really he grounds you in it because the the whole well oh my god i can't talk today <laughs> Sorry. i've mentioned before that it's a slow it's a very slow build and there's this false sense of security that you gain as an audience member because nothing's happening right away. And I'm sure that for people watching this, you're lulled even to even more false sense of security watching this, like, news personality who's so just, like, 
calm and professional. Even when shit starts happening, he's like, oh, oh no, the lights are flickering. <laughs> just like, well, well, that's happening. Well, the studio's dark now. I'm just like, he, he doesn't. Who cares? He's gotta. The show must go on. I I, I love it. Um, God, what else? Uh, did you try to call the phone number? No. I, I, I wrote it down, but I didn't think to call it. I wonder if it's. Still I have up. no idea. I didn't try to call it because uh, long distance. Uh, I think they still charge you for that. So yeah. <laughs> just like if anybody watches Ghost Watch, and you live in the UK, uh, please dial that and tell us if it. If it actually oh exists uh, and it works, because that'd be amazing. Yeah. Uh, so I think another thing that I like about this is, uh, this is probably because I'm insidious, but I love paranormal investigation. Yes. Man. Like I even I'm a I'm a dumb white person <laughs> and went on a fucking ghost hunt one night in a that was like in it wasn't this wasn't an escape room situation, but it was like in a house that had been turned into an escape nice. room that where shit had been going down um and and then i got excited because i recognized these there's a part where they show like pov of like a heat camera which then they never use oh they use it do they they use there was the one part where the lights had gone out in the house and then uh the camera guy has (gasps) and sarah's kind of like reaching and trying to find him and then Uh, she turns the light off and then they turn that off but yeah um uh i love it but i was like i got to use one of those yeah, it's, I don't know, it's so fun. Ghosts are fun. I guess I wouldn't be saying that if I've actually been haunted by a ghost, by a poltergeist or something. With, so maybe I'm inviting this upon myself, but I don't know. <laughs> and, and just, it's taking place on Halloween, too. It's, it's, I love that. That's so fun. Yes. <laughs> I we love to have fun. Um, I also like, in the I mean, in the film, because um, there's also the, the trope the done of, like, the one of the kids is doing some of the noise and then they're oh, like yeah oh it was just a hoax the entire time even though other shit had been going on beforehand mm-hmm. um and just uh i think the little girls were great in this especially um they are yeah the older sister like when she was just lying on the bed had the scratches like she looked completely zoned out and it kind of freaked me out a little bit i was like somebody help this child oh and then when that voice comes out of her oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> the voice uh, and I also love the lady that's back at the studio that's trying to, like, um, I think she, like, wrote a book about the case or something, and she's the one defending when they find out. Oh, yeah. When they find one of the girls making the noise, and she's like, it's clear that she, like, it's because nothing's been happening while the TV crew is there, and she has to prove that something's been happening. And I like how at first she, she kind of starts out, like, skeptical or she seems to be like in a skeptic's role because she's like oh yeah i see you saw something in the curtain it's not there but she's really just there to like be non-biased about it all i think and she clearly cares about the family in the situation regardless of whether or not there's actually ghosts there but she can see that they're suffering from it either way which is also interesting i love the the yeah (laughs) the guy that's like you can't I don't love him. He's an asshole. But the, the like, skeptic that calls in, he's like, why don't you go sell crystals on Venice Beach or something? Like, But they're all, like... Are you frozen? Oh, shit. No. Am I? I, I couldn't... I couldn't... I'll cut this far out. Um, 
Were you? No, you're not. I think you were just very still. No one <sighs> can see this, but Elle was, like, not moving. <laughs> I sit very still sometimes. Um, yeah. Um, there's... God, I just want to get into... We can get into else. it if you want to. There's so much... Yeah, it's hard to talk about it without talking about everything surrounding it. So if you want to yes. start us off... Like... Let's get into it. Um, so... Okay. We we gotta go kind of a little bit back, uh, because this didn't happen on TV. This was before TV, I do believe, uh, when War of the Worlds was read on the radio, uh, and people were turn- tuning into mm-hmm. it late, and they thought that this shit was actually happening. People started freaking out, like, <laughs> oh my god, aliens are actually invading? And something similar happened with Ghostwatch. And, like, even though it was, like, stated at the beginning, like, this is a production of something... Other, they thought it was a real, actual like thing happening on that night in some part of England, and they, like everyone was freaking out. Uh, um, I think that's something. Well, that's something that I didn't know until I did research. I'm, I, I, when I saw this and first heard about it, I thought they like advertised it as something that was actually happening too, and they were like fucking with everyone. I didn't know that. The only time they don't mention it's not real is the actual movie. So, like, I kind of feel less bad about it all. Because I was telling this, I I was telling Sydney about this. And she's like, I would have been one of the people that was scared and, like, calling in. (laughs) Like, um, but they did their best to tell everyone beforehand that this wasn't real. (laughs) And people, well, I'll I'll let you go back to talking. Sorry. No, you're fine. Um, like, they had, like, um... Uh, Sarah Green that was doing the, the she was the one that was in the house uh, like hosting it pretty much mm-hmm. she had to go on to like the children's BBC program like the following Monday uh, and assure them that like it's not real because apparently a lot of kids had seen it uh, and there was kids were developing PTSD from this allegedly, <laughs> allegedly yeah like there was like 30,000 calls going yeah. into the BBC <laughs> that after this aired that ever- <laughs> like, people concerned, um, and, like, the tabloids and other newspapers criticized the next day for disturbing nature of some scenes, uh, like, when she gets locked in the, the glory hole, uh, in the final scene with the howling (laughs) cats and stuff, and the possession scene, uh, there was a false rumor that Sarah Green had been advertising it on her Saturday morning children's show called Going Live, including a visit to the location of the haunting, uh, and that she was taking part in some reality show, but it was debunked uh, thanks to the documentary Ghost Watch Behind the Curtain blog, uh, and they actually did release a documentary uh, about making the film. Uh, so there was no reference to the show found whatsoever. Uh, and it's, it's a huge inspiration to a lot of works. Um, people like were uh, people, there was a rumor that the people behind the Blair Witch Project, uh, were reported to have seen the film before they went and made the film, like the original 1999 one. Uh, they, but they didn't know about it oh, until afterwards, that, yeah. but that would have been cool. <laughs> <gasps> really? Yeah. And there's another movie. Oh God, what's it called? There was a movie made a couple years ago called, like, something Halloween special that's kind of the same concept as Ghostwatch that, like, oh, the, this is supposed to be more of a found footage thing. They're like, oh, we found this broadcast that was aired in the 80s originally. And, of course, it's, like, once again, everything shit going down in a house on Halloween yeah. night. Um, we should point out that 
So the Stephen Volk who wrote this, he got the idea for this, or like, it was originally supposed to be like a six-part miniseries of this film crew following, like doing a paranormal investigation, and the last episode was supposed to be the whole live broadcast. Oh, you're gone. Nope. Are you still with me? Sorry, your screen's kind of lagging, so it's like the fucking ghost isn't, pipes has invaded our computers. Do you want to, I know, fuck, oh my god, you're right, we are, <laughs> this is a cursed episode. Um, but so the, the last episode of the miniseries was supposed to be the, the live broadcast on Halloween night, and they had him condense it into one movie, and his, like, I, his reasoning and, like, idea behind the whole, like, pretending it's real thing, at least in the setting of the actual movie, was that he was referencing, like, pieces of fiction that were talking about it, like, it was actually happening, like, specifically Dracula, because I haven't read the book, I can't read, but I guess the book <laughs> is written in a way where, like, it's acting like this is actually happening, and, like, or I thought of, like, um, kind of like the Princess Bride that that fools you, like, I, I, I was, like, an adult when I found out S. Morgenstern wasn't a real person. I felt, like, duped. But, <laughs> but then he wrote this because he wanted, like, it sounds like he got exactly what he wanted with all of the controversy surrounding it, and people being, like, angry that the news had misled them, which now seems so fucking quaint. Like, now, <laughs> now I don't believe anything that I hear on the news, so, or on TV, <laughs> like, just... Um, cause yeah, the, the, cause that was the whole point behind this was about like, maybe you shouldn't believe everything you see on TV. And even though this was clearly advertised as fiction, people believed it just because, oh, I, I know that person. And like, this is being presented as a broadcast. Uh, it's all so fucking fascinating, man. <laughs> I'm obsessed. <laughs> yeah. So it sounds like so good. got what he wanted, <laughs> Yeah, the um, Is there anything else you wanted to say about all this? Oh. The documentary was released uh, in it was released in 2012, so it was pretty recently made. Um, and they have a lot of interviews with a lot of the original cast and crew, so I I would love to find that as well and watch that because I really want to see it. Um, yeah. I'm sorry, did, before we aired. You said that there's, like, a sequel? Uh, yeah, there was a, a sequel-ish. Uh, it was called 3110. Uh, so screenwriter Stephen Volk wrote a short story entitled 3110, which is effectively, like, the sequel. Uh, it was selected for the year's best fantasy and horror in 2007, uh, and it was nominated for a Horror Writers Association Bram Stoker Award and British Financy Award for Best Short Story in 2006. Uh, the story centers uh, on Volk taking part in the fictitious 10th anniversary edition of Ghostwatch in 2002. Uh, he ventures into the previously ah! he ventures into the previously sealed off BBC studio space where the original so, uh, show took place, and he's accompanied by a small team of individuals whose lives were affected somehow by the broadcast 10 years ago. Uh, you can find a free PDF of it on his official website. Uh, so I will, I will look that up and definitely provide oh that. Oh my god. So. Oh, I'm gonna read the shit out of that. <laughs> I wonder if, I wonder if they'd ever let someone adapt that. And, like, you could even have an, like, could he play himself, but back in Please. 2002? I guess no one would care. 
Yeah. That'd be so fun. You know what? Let's let's do this. <laughs> we have an idea. Have a movie idea. That'd be so fucking cool. Because, like, the last thing that you really see of the film is the guy, the, the very serious newscaster talking with Pipe's voice. And then, like, the cat yells and then it cuts to black. And then 10 years yeah. later, you come in and, like, everything's still fucked. <laughs> I don't... I, don't, I doubt that BBC would allow this to happen, actually. Because <laughs> for the longest time, uh, for the longest time, they just wanted to pretend this didn't happen. Like, the reaction to this was so strong that, like, a worst case, one of the worst cases of what happened was, like, a teen, a teenager, like, uh, died by suicide after watching this and, like, thinking that ghosts were real or something. And so that, mm. and, like, his parents were blaming Ghost Watch and everything. That was, like, a huge case. Um, but just in general, like, the controversy surrounding this, the BBC wanted to fucking bury it. And then it wasn't until, like, the internet came around about, and people were talking about this, oh my god, I watched that as a kid, you saw the, oh my god, and, like, this fandom coming together, like, everyone that watched it as a kid, and, like, it freaked them out, but they loved it, so, like, and all these people talking about how inspired they were by it, some of them even, like, making horror movies themselves now, and so that's why, like, it kind of finally resurfaced after... BBC tried to pretend it never happened. Because <laughs> holy shit. God. It's just so funny to yeah. me that the Brits did this. Because, like, <laughs> they're supposed to be so... You know, you know, like, it's a ballsy move to do. It's, it it's is. ballsy as hell. Uh, good for that. <laughs> and a woman director on top of that. Like, yeah, it's, yeah. it's uh, uh, Leslie Manning, Leslie yeah. Leslie Manning, yeah. Good, good for them. Good for Ghostwatch. Um, so there's not a lot of gay shit in this, but I will say <laughs> that I think Sarah has has big dyke energy. Uh, <laughs> I know she's like married to a guy in this, and in real life, like that's a real life husband who, literally, she was asked, she was given the script, and he was just like, "That looks good. Can I be in it?" Yeah, sure. You can run the telephone. Yeah. But it's like the, the her wearing that the high waist jeans with the tucked in ghost watch shirt. I've decided, yeah. and also she she loves ghosts. That is inherently gay. Uh, okay, but also the fucking they every time they say glory hole. I wish I, there was like a camera that I could look into, like Jim Halper, like because maybe they just didn't know. Oh my that God. there is already something called a glory hole and it is not <laughs> a cupboard under your stairs. Or maybe this is a British term that I don't know. Someone it's like, feel yeah. free to correct me. But but glory holes were definitely a thing in 1992. <laughs> it's like you can't say fanny over there because that means vagina. <laughs> oh, so. real? Yeah. There's another F word they use that we don't... I mean, something else entirely. <laughs> I don't know. Did you yeah. get any gay vibes from Ghost Watch other than ghosts are gay and that's something you can do about it? Ghosts are... <laughs> that was pretty much my vibe. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's such a good film. I just, I highly, highly recommend it so much. And, like, the fact that it's on um, a non-profit site that's, like, somebody uploaded it so anybody can watch it. It's just really great because I had no idea where in the hell I was going to watch it <laughs> for yeah. this. 
Uh, yeah, I thought we'd never get to do this. Yeah. Found it by lucky happenstance, so... Uh, I will, I will uh, provide a link for the PDF, though, because I want to read the hell out of that right now. Yes. <laughs> I want to read it. I'm so ready. Um, uh, I, I, I want to, like, write to the BBC and be like, premiere it. Let's go. Let's bring it back. <laughs> what have you got to lose? In two years, it'll be the 30th anniversary. Maybe they'll finally do something about it. Please. Please, I would love it. Love to see it. Um, so shall we wind down then? Yeah, yeah, sure. Unless you have. Okay. Uh, do you want to go first, or? I can go first. Um. Yeah. I watched all of the fucking Hollywood Netflix show where Ryan Murphy cures both racism and homophobia by making one movie. <laughs> um, Mick. Mixed feelings about it. I mean, I enjoyed the shit out of it while I was watching it, and it was a good little weekend watch. Um, and I love so many of the cast members, and they're all great. And like, Patty Lapone gets to be like banged by a twenty-year-old dude or whatever. Like, good for her. And Jim Parsons is giving the camp performance of his life after suffering like twenty years on The Big Bang Theory. <laughs> yes, good for him. So, like, so good for him good for and him. jeremy pope is a fucking star and he's gonna let everyone know it so <laughs> I, I love a lot of the cast in this and it's the big the the main thing that irks me about it is that like it's this like fictional studio all the main characters are fictional characters and like oh this is clearly supposed to be this kind th this type of hollywood star except that in the middle of all that rock hudson is just a character and First of all, no one can replace Rock Hudson. So, like, the guy playing him, like, that's nice. But you are not Rock Hudson. And second of all, <laughs> like, I don't know, for some reason, maybe this whole thing is a disservice to the minorities in Hollywood that were actually struggling. But specifically Rock Hudson, who lived a very complicated life as a closeted man in Hollywood. Um, and in this scenario, he doesn't. Or, like, not by the end of the movie. And it's just like, I see what you're trying to do. I... I enjoy revisionist stuff. Like, I liked Once Upon a Time in Hollywood for the most part. There, there were issues there, too. But, um... I can understand the cathartic experience you might think that you are creating and giving someone like that a different ending to their lives. Mm -hmm. But it just seemed... I don't know. I just... I had to, like, go watch a bunch of Rock Hudson movies afterwards to, like, cleanse myself because I just felt so bad. And I, I, I get sad a lot of the times just thinking about Rock Hudson and that's just my cross to bear. Um, <laughs> you know. But on a lighter note, I don't know. What else have I been... been you can go while I... I don't even, I'm thinking about his Rock Hudson now. Oh, I rewatched Freaky Friday last <laughs> night. Yeah! Which is a masterpiece. <laughs> Quite literally. Oh, yeah. Okay, so one of the Rock Hudson movies I watched I hadn't seen before, and it's called Magnificent Obsession. And, like... <laughs> which is a Douglas Sirk melodrama for, for context, where, like, shit can happen. And the in the movie, the, the lady that he falls in love with goes blind, and I was like, is this gonna... And I texted Sydney, like, is this gonna be a thing, like... You wake up from your eye surgery and you're like, where's Rock Hudson? And the doctor's like, who do you think gave you the eyes? <laughs> <laughs> Which didn't happen. But now I'm like <laughs> thinking about a version of this movie that goes there. 
Anyways, yeah, that's what I've been up to. What have you been up to? <laughs> um, I haven't been up to a super ton. Um, I started reading Dune uh, since they've released ah. production stuff about it. Uh, and then they released that one Oscar Isaac picture. And I was just like, where was this with Star Wars? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and I, uh, because the further I get into it, because like, the main character is played by Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> Who cares? Um, <laughs> and, like, in the book, his name is Paul. Um, and then he gets, like, this name that afterwards that is very clearly not a white name. And I'm like, I am very uncomfortable mm. with this casting the further on I get into do. <laughs> um, so uh, I've been reading that. I rewatched uh, The Grand Budapest Hotel because I just got that on Criterion recently. Uh, and that was, like, the first ever Wes Anderson film I think I saw in theaters, uh, way back, way back in 2014, uh, and I just, I just remember I was like, this looks good, let's go see this with my parents, I had no idea what it was about, I was just like, fuck it, let's just go see this, and I had a great time, so, uh, I'd been, I watched that, I don't think I've really watched much else, um, I've, have just been like embroidering stuff. I made a I made a uh, <laughs> embroidery for my mom on Mother's Day. Uh, it was my grandpa's birthday month uh, flower because he loved flowers a lot, and uh, it was it's it's the first year without him uh, for Mother's Day, so I decided to make that. Aww. Um, but other than that, uh, I've been just I'm I'm back at work, uh, <laughs> driving to work. Despite everything happening. Um, and I also got a new game. I got the I finally got the Spider-Man PS4 game because somebody was selling it that wasn't gonna eat my money. It was worth the money, so I gotta play that still. But other than that, it's been really pretty chill around here. Um, I tried what I, I mentioned to you the other time. I tried watching that film on that German film on Shudder. Uh, angst oh angst yeah and i just yeah. i got to the part where like he's in the house and like he like grabs the daughter and the, the mom or grandma is just standing there and just not doing anything and he like has her for a long time inside and i'm just like i would have been kneecapping him but i guess things are different i don't know i just i couldn't <laughs> R. take R. it but i'm different <laughs> yeah i was just like somebody do something um i guess not but other than that, uh, not much else has been happening in my life. Just been chilling out, chilling at home. I've been, my parents have been rewatching NCIS because it's on Netflix from the very beginning. So I've just been seeing episodes of that when I hang out downstairs with them. <laughs> and I'm like, don't make me go back and rewatch all of NCIS from, from Miss Abby Shudo, played by Polly Perrette. She was an icon to me as a very young child because that, that show started off in 2003. And I'm like, I'm old. Still kicking? Still kicking. Uh, so I was just like, oh my god, I forgot how much I loved her character. She was like a big inspiration to who I wanted to be to grow up. And I've like got one fourth of the way there. So I'm very happy <laughs> with my life. Never seen an episode, but <laughs> I, I, I support you. <laughs> She's a goth. She's like the happiest goth you'll ever meet. And I love her so much. It's basically her character. 
Um, good for her. So, did you remember anything else you wanted to add? No, nah, I'm good. I'm just sad about Rock Hudson now. <laughs> we all are. We 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 all should be. I found like this like video footage of it, there was no sound, but it was like video footage of one of his like like parties at his beach house in like the 70s and i just got emotional watching footage of rock hudson on his beach patio i'm like i gotta go (laughs) okay i think that's it (laughs) everyone watch ghost watch it's free it's yes please just watch it do it uh so where can we find you on social media Oh, I'm at Dyke Madden on Twitter. And I am uh, at LM Designs on Twitter, and you can find the podcast there at uh, Horror Time Pod and on Facebook at Stop Horror Time Pod. Um, and if you have friends that love listening about queer horror movies, then we are one of the podcasts for you. Uh, if they can't watch scary movies, because we're good for that. Um, <laughs> and we also... We also kicked off our Patreon uh, last week with our first episode that's available for everybody, um, but any remaining episodes mm-hmm. will now be on there exclusively. Uh, and in, it's like $1 tier, so if you want to do that. All right, great. We'll see y'all in two weeks. Everyone stay safe. <laughs> stay safe. Bye. Bye.